Pastor D. Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. We want to welcome you back to the Promise of Our Father podcast. And we want to thank all our audience out there that has been listening to the messages. And we've been getting a lot of great feedback. This word has been changing the lives of so many people all throughout the world and all throughout the country and all throughout the states and all throughout the cities. Those who are listening and sharing the message with others. And it's bringing them into a place of understanding why God chose us to be his chosen and peculiar people that he called us to be. He wants us to be who he is as God because if he didn't, he wouldn't have created you and he wouldn't have created me in his image and after his likeness. So without further ado, we're going to get right back into a series two episode 16. We're going to pick right up where we left off in series two episode 15 and we're going to continue. Hey, glory. We're going to continue. Huh? With the message in the new tomb, part three, continuation of the message of the new tomb, part three. But what I'm going to do like I do normally, I'm going to rehash and bring you up to speed. And we're going to start right where we lead, left off at after I catch up to where we're at when we go to where we are going. Amen. So without further ado, we want to thank you and welcome you back to the promise of the father, the promise of our father podcast. We want to thank God for all our spiritual because leaders out there that doing such a great and wonderful job. We just thank God for blessing us over and over and over again. Without further ado, let's get right down into it. We're going to come from out of the book of John, chapter 20, verse 19, like we've been doing all this time. Because coming through the doors that were shut is a powerful message because if you can catch on and comprehend the scriptures that God is letting us see how powerful he is as God. He made a body that was made without hands that he brought through the doors that was shut huh? on the first day of the week. It was a picture of what he did. And if you've been listening to the podcast, you already know what I'm saying because you understand that this body that came through the doors that was shut from out of the new tomb is a body that was made without hands and on the sixth day way in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. When God rested on the seventh day, there was a body that was already in the image and the likeness of God that was created and made, built by God without hands from the eternals on the sixth day. Let us go to John chapter 20, verse 19. And it says, Then the, the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews, Christ came and stood in the midst, and he said to them, Peace be with you. When Christ had said this, he showed them his hands and his side and his feet, and then the disciples was glad when they saw the Lord. So Christ said to them again, peace be to you. Christ said to them again, immortality be with you. As the Father has sent me in this immortal body, I also send you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when Christ had said this, he breathed on them. And he said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Spirit of God. 
And I want to continue with the message of the new tomb, the continuation in the new tomb. And I'm just going to rehash a little bit. My brothers and sisters, now since the water and the blood of Jesus has been made one with the blood of Christ, let us deal with the body of Jesus that is in the tomb with the high priest of God during these 72 hours. Now, you got to go back to uh, episode 2, huh? Series 2, episode 15, to catch up to where I'm at right here. So let us take another look at John 20, 21, and 22. So Christ said to his disciples, Peace be to you. As the Father has sent me, I send you. And when he had said this, Christ breathed on them, and he said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Now, you got to watch this. After Christ has completed the ceremony of the water and the blood of Jesus and the blood of himself, making him become one blood from the two bloods, he now have the body of Jesus as the Lamb of God that Joseph of Amathea and Nicodemus prepared before him. This next thing that Christ did bring us into the knowledge of the glory and the knowledge that God has promised us eternal life and live forever and not die. The next move Christ make as the high priest of God after the order of Melchizedek, hey glory, huh, is the epitome or the highest degree of God's glory being manifested in us. Christ took the body of Jesus, who is the Lamb of God, and he breathed the blood of himself, the flesh of himself, the bones of himself, the body of himself that he created and made from the blood of himself and the water and the blood of Jesus. He changed the blood and the water that Jesus was at the tomb, huh, at the foot of the tomb when the Roman soldiers pierced him in the side and he promised that he would come back again and get him and where he be also he would be there with him. So now you got the blood of Christ and the blood and the body of Christ and the blood and the body of Jesus. They're all in the tomb at this one time in the flesh of himself, the bones of himself that he changed glory. I'm getting happy already, my brothers and sisters. He changed the water and the blood of Jesus like he changed the water and the wine when he was in the body of Jesus during the first miraculous event or the first miracle in John 2, 9. So now he has changed all these things into this place where now he's in Certain. He's inserting. He's insert. He's breathing. Let me put it like that. He's breathing and inserting these bodies and these bloods that he has changed into his own blood, into his own body and bones and flesh. And he inserted it. And the body and the bones that Joseph of Nicodemus has brought. To the new tomb. He changed it into the spirit and the blood of himself. And he breathed his new body. Huh? This new blood. 
this new flesh, this new this new bones into the new body of Jesus that was taken down from the cross. Come on. This blood, oh, this new blood of Christ, this new bones of Christ, this new flesh of Christ, and this new body of Christ is not actually new as you might suppose. It's new to us. Because the Spirit of God has not revealed himself yet to us. So in essence, and in retrospect, Christ breathed the new blood of himself and the new body of himself and the new bones of himself and the new flesh upon the new body who was the Lamb of God as Jesus. See, Jesus was just named the Lamb. Jesus was just named from out of what God was in the body. See, the body as the Lamb was always God, but the body as God who was the Lamb was named Jesus because Jesus couldn't take away the sins of the world but only the body of God as the Lamb who Abraham prophesied to his son Isaac in the Old Testament when he said, my father, my father, I see the sacrifices. He said, I see the wood. He said, I see the fire. I see the matches, but I don't see the sacrifice. I don't see the lamb. He said, God told him to tell his son Isaac, who was the seed of Christ. He said, let me tell you something, son. Let me tell you something, boy. The Bible said, and he told the lad, he spoke to the lad and he said, God shall supply a lamb as a sacrifice. So when he went to he went to take the knife to chop Isaac up, what happened was it was a ram that got caught in the thicket of the bush and they used the ram, but the lamb of God was preserved and where we are at right now. So the body of Jesus is actually the lamb, but the life of Jesus was in the blood, according to Leviticus 17, 11, the life of the flesh was in the blood and the blood was used for an atonement on the altar. But the atonement that was changed on the altar, that was changed from the water and the blood into the blood of God as the spirit of Christ, how he's now using it in the new body as the lamb. So the Lamb of God is now coming through the doors that were shut in the Holy Spirit that he created and made in the beginning in his own image and in the body of Christ that he created and made in his own image on the sixth day out of a body that was made from out of, without hands from out of the terrestrial or the earth or the, or the terrestrial. The terrestrial. From out of the heavens. So now you got these two bodies is on the scene again, coming through the doors. Hey, glory. That was shutting. Huh? So now, before we get into any farther, huh? The lamb takes away the sins of the world. The lamb that was named Jesus take away the sins of the world. Because you have to understand, Jesus came through the body of Mary as the son who was begotten. But the Lamb of God was always God as the body that Jesus was produced from out of. 
Before we discuss the resurrection of this new tomb of Jesus Christ, and now we see and understand that Christ breathed the breath of life into Jesus' new body, and he became a living soul. Let's see where this happened before in the scriptures. You know where we are going, so let's, let's go there. In Genesis 2-7, let us revisit that. In Genesis 2, we find out there was not a man huh, to till the ground. In Genesis 2, 5, there was not a man to till the ground. At the law, and the Lord God, who is Christ, has not called it to rain on the earth. And the Lord God, huh, who is Christ, because God is resting on the seventh day, has formed man on from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living soul on the seventh day. First thing I would like to point out is this the, the scriptures tells us and teaches us in Genesis 2 and Genesis 2 5 that there was not a man in the earth to till the ground. But in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, God said, let us make man in our own image and in our own likeness and gave them dominion over all the earth. Then we see that God created man in his own image and in the image of God. But now in Genesis 2, 5, we see there was not a man formed from the earth yet, but there is a man that has been made and created huh, in the image of God and in God's own image. Come on. So this brings me back to Genesis 2, 7. Because in Genesis 2, 7, huh, and Genesis 1, 26 and 27 ties us and you back into and connect us directly back into John 20, verse 21 and 22. And the ceremony of Christ as the high priest of God was performing in the tomb. So the same thing that Christ was doing in the body that Joseph of Amathea and, 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 and Nicodemus had prepared for the body that was on the cross that they took down and brought to the tomb, this was the same process as the Lord God. See, he had practice in what he was doing before he became the, 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 the son of God. He became, he did it way back in Genesis when he was the Lord God. Hey, glory. Hmm? So in the ceremony of Christ, as the high priest of God was performing in the tomb with the water and the blood of Jesus and the body of Jesus and his own blood as Christ. In Genesis 2-7, we have a body that was formed from the dust of the ground. In John 19-40, we have the body of Jesus that Joseph of Amathea huh, and Nicodemus has prepared that was made and became flesh from the word. Now in Genesis 2-7, after Christ formed man from the dust of the ground, he breathed into his nostrils and the man became a living soul. Now in John 19, 39, 40, while the body of Jesus was being prepared for the tomb, Christ was performing the first miracle with the water and the blood of Jesus in the tomb as the high priest. Then once the body of Jesus was put in the tomb, you now have the picture of Genesis 2, 7. Well, Christ formed man from the dust of the ground and then breathed into his nostrils and man became a living soul. 
Now, Christ has breathed himself as the blood of Christ, the blood of the Holy Spirit, and the water and the blood of Jesus. He changed into the body of Jesus. He put into the body of Jesus. So now you got the water and the blood of Jesus that's been changed as the water and the wine was transformed and changed. Now we got the water and the blood, huh, who is Jesus' blood, the life of the flesh that he needs to bring to the altar. But that blood has to be altered before it was brought to the altar. So now, my brothers and sisters, we have a picture of Christ. Huh? It's doing the same thing he did in Genesis 2-7. He's doing in the new in the new tomb in the continuation of the ceremony. Hey, glory. So the Holy Spirit and the water and the blood of Jesus into the body of Jesus, he put, but this time. When he put the body of Jesus that's in the tomb with Christ and the Holy Spirit is not in the same form or the same flesh as the body that Christ formed from the dust of the ground. Why? Because the body from the dust of the ground was from the earth. But the body of Jesus who was conceived through the Holy Spirit as the word of God Come on, now, because these are two different bodies, but they are the same individuals. Now we see how we know this, because Scripture teaches us that in 1 Corinthians 15.45, it says, And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. And the last man, Adam, who is Christ in the body of Jesus, became a life-giving spirit. Now we see the first Adam came from the earth and the second Adam came from the eternal spirit of God. So there's a natural body, glory, and there's a spiritual body. But the natural body came first in the body as the lamb who was Jesus that came through the body of Mary as a natural body from out of the flesh. Just like Christ or the Lord God had to breathe upon Adam into his nostrils who he formed from the dust of the ground. In Genesis 2, 7, Christ now as the high priest of God after the order of Melchizedek has to breathe into the nostrils of the body of Jesus while they were in the tomb during the ceremony of the 72 hours. Before Christ rose from the dead in the body of Jesus, but is now in the power of God. Come on. Now, both of these bodies, the body of the Lord God or Christ, had formed from the ground, from the dust of the ground, and the body of Jesus that was laid in the tomb after being taken, huh? Taken and prepared from the cross. Let's see what these. Let's see what was breathed into these bodies to make it a living soul and a life-giving spirit. In Genesis 1, 26 and 27, what God made, when God made a man in his own image according to our likeness, this is when God made the body, the flesh, the bones, and the blood of his two sons, huh, his two sons, Christ, as the Holy Spirit, 
as the Word and the Holy Spirit in His own image. Let me say that again. In Genesis 1, 26 and 27, when God made a man in His own image, according to our likeness, this is when God made the body, the flesh, the bones, and the blood, come on, huh, of His two sons. Christ as the Holy Christ as the Word and the Holy Spirit in His own image, according to His own likeness, from out of Genesis one one, or from out of the heavens, as I said earlier, and or from out of the earth, which is the celestial body and the terrestrial body. We see in First Corinthians fifteen thirty nine forty, where we found out that all flesh is not the same flesh. Then in Genesis one twenty seven, God took His Spirit, God took his flesh, God took his bones, God took his body, God took his blood, and he breathed into the body of Christ and the Holy Spirit as one body that he created and made without hands on the sixth day of creation. And from out of this one body as being God, a man was able to produce a male and a female. Come on! Through the power of the Spirit of God that is birthed into the image and the likeness of God's own image. That's why the male looks like God. That's why the female looks like God. After God made this body of himself as a male and a female that he put into the two bodies and the two bloods of his two sons, Christ and the Holy Spirit, Christ being the high priest of God or the Lord God, we find in Genesis 2, 7, breathed into the nostrils of man and the man became a living soul. Why did the man become a living soul? Because when Christ breathed into the man's nostrils as God did when he made a male and a female out of his own image and own likeness and he put it into the body of Christ, the body of the Holy Spirit, and it became a living soul. A light-given spirit that was the body that was made without hands. Huh? When he breathed into the nostril of man, he was considered. When Christ breathed in the man, he was considered a living being. But when Christ breathed the body of God that he created and made from out of his two, out of his own image and the image of God, who is the Father, the Word, who is Christ, and the Holy Spirit, that there are these three are one, according to First John 5 verse 7, that bear witness in heaven. This is the body that Christ, as the Lord God, breathed into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living soul or a life-giving spirit. Remember that God rested on the seventh day, and the man that the Lord God, or who is Christ, formed from the dust of the ground, was formed on the seventh day while God was resting. Now we see and have the knowledge of the seventh day or the first day of the week. Now, in conclusion of this sermonic presentation, let us go back to the book of John, where all this had happened again on the seventh day, or while God was resting, or when all this happened on the first day of the week, which is really the seventh day according to the Jewish calendar. Amen. Now I can finally explain about the encounter. 
of the first woman. Christ ordained and the first woman he sent to preach the first gospel of Christ and God to his disciples. Huh? He's the first, first gospel of, of Christ and God. Let me say that again. Let me say it again. I can finally explain about the encounter of the first woman, huh? Christ ordained and the first woman he sent to preach the first gospel of Christ and God to his disciples, who, by the way, the majority of them were men. You Go ahead on, Mary, with your bad self. Mary Madeline, you're looking good, girl. Keep on preaching in season and keep on preaching out of season and let no man or no woman for that matter stop you from preaching and teaching the gospel of Christ, the gospel and the testimony of God and and, and, and the ceremony that took place in the new tomb. Let me tell you something, my sister. You got a major role to play, so don't let no one cheat you out of your reward and tell you you can't speak. You remember I got in a few messages. You got to go back and catch it. And I explained about the book of Numbers where the she as was actually explaining huh, to the he as who was the prophet that was on acting like a he as and she was a she as. And so therefore God used a donkey, a she as, or female, or Mary, or a Mary Madeline donkey to go speak to the disciples who had, by the way, who was afraid and who was hiding from the gospel, but she brought the gospel after being ordained to go preach and teach because she was sent by God, the son of the living God, to go tell those old scary disciples, and Peter was one of them. Now, now you might have the attitude of Peter, but every now and then, Peter even shunned God down from evil and act like he was a little sissy or coward, and I'm going to say it like it is because I want you to know I'm for real about what I'm talking about. I'm sick and tired of all these watered down messages and people just giving you something to go home with so the enemy can keep slapping the devil from out of you or the devil inside of you. So therefore and furthermore, if you don't like the way we are doing with where we at, I tell you what, I see you when I see you, but I want you to know don't leave too early because I ain't even got to the place where the message began for episode 16 in series two, the continuation in the new tomb, part three. So now, my brothers and sisters, I want you to know, don't stop women from teaching and preaching because they are the ones who actually started the preaching and teaching of the gospel of the kingdom of God that came through the door, glory, that came through the door that was shut. So don't stop preaching, my sister. Don't stop preaching, my sister Mary Madeline. Don't stop preaching, my sister, who are out there preaching and they are telling you, if you're affiliated, you can't say this and you you can't say that. You need to find you another place to associate yourself where God is at. I want you to know that if you don't take heed to what I'm saying, now it's on you. Now, without further ado, let us get back to where we was because of the testimony and the gospel of God and the testimony and the doctrine of Christ and God is the testimony to live forever is the spirit of prophecy. Hey, even Jesus had the testimony of God to live forever is the spirit of prophecy. So my brothers and sisters, I want you to realize Mary Madeline got up early and went to the tomb. And by her surprise, the doors of the stones of the tomb has been taken away.
This is the account found in John chapter 20 on the first day of the week uh, or the seventh day while God is resting. Huh? She came back to tell Peter and the rest of the disciples. Peter jumped up. John jumped up and they ran to the tomb. To their surprise, it was still empty. But they went in and found Jesus clothed and linen and his handkerchief folded in separate places. Peter left and was just astonished. But John left the tomb and believed in the eternal glory and the eternal promises of God that he had promised us eternal life. This is the same John, not the John the Baptist that you might be thinking of because he was already dead. They had already beheaded him. But this is the John who Christ called his beloved son. This is the John who wrote the book of the gospel of John that we are coming from out of in John chapter 20 and 21 when he says that, what is it to you, Peter? That if I want my son John, my brother and my beloved son John, to remain until I come. So Christ was always teaching in the manner where if you can comprehend what the scriptures were saying, you'll understand he was always teaching that he wanted us to remain. Huh? Until he come for his church. But my brothers, we've been taught so many years and so often that we all have to die and tomorrow's not promised. It is amazing how, how we believe in such a erroneous teaching because we've been taught for so long. But I want you to know this is the John who he called his beloved son. This is the John who wrote the book of the gospel of John, first John, second John, third John, who's explained to us that Christ has promised us eternal life and we can live forever and not die. Not like our mothers and our fathers who are dead because they, because of their unbelief. This is the John, who we find in the book of John 21, 21, uh, verse 21 through 23, where Christ was telling the disciples about John, what it is to you. I spoke that a minute ago. Huh? If I want him to remain until I come. Why would Christ have such a powerful conversation with him not believing or with us not understanding that we can live forever and not die? Huh? I'm going to say this until we understand it. Christ come so that we can have eternal life and not die and live forever. This is the John who give us the account of the blood of Christ, the bones of Christ, the bread of Christ, the bread of God. This is the John who teaches us that Christ came through the doors that were shut on the seventh day. And this is the John who teaches us about the title of the message. As the Father has sent me, I send you right, the continuation of the new tomb. Huh? Part three. As the Father has sent me, I send you. Now when John saw and observed the tomb, when him and Peter ran to the tomb, he immediately believe and effectively believe in eternal life. Come on.
That's amazing about John, but I'm telling you the truth, and I spoke this in your hearing before, and God is my witness. The first day I heard the message that I could live forever and not die in this body uh, of this body of flesh I, I'm living in, I also believe immediately and effectively. And the exact date is July 24, 2007, through the teaching of Elder Travis Lewis, God sent that young man to me to bring me into the knowledge of God and break down the middle walls of separation. And ever since that day, I never stopped believing in the eternal glory that my Father, who is God, promised me through the teaching of Christ. So John believed and him and Peter went back to their homes. But Mary Magdalene stood outside at glory and finally looked inside. And the two angels, who was Moses and Elijah, talking with her, she, 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 she demanded them to see the body of Christ. Come on. Then Christ recognized a woman boldness, a woman desire, who was Mary Magdalene. And he appeared to her and he said with a loud voice, Mary. This reminds me of the teaching of Christ in John 10, 27, 20, 28. He says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. See, Christ knew her because Christ, glory, Christ knew the woman was going to come because they was ordained and prophesied that she would be where she was at so she could preach. After being put down for 42 generations, now she's able, after 42 generations, a woman can stand up and tell a man what God is speaking because God says that this is my daughter who was birthed by Eve, the mother of all living. So this is her daughter that I'm using to give you the glory. See, I want you to understand the woman that Eve was never came from the dust of the ground. The woman that Eve were came from out of the spirit of God's rib. He just put his rib in Adam's body and he pulled his rib from out of Adam's body and called it a woe man. And then he said, this is my church that is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Cleave unto me as the father. Cleave unto me. Huh? The man has to leave things behind when they have to kill God. Because Mary, her first instant is what she wanted to do what God had told her as a woman. Bones of my bones, flesh of my flesh. So she wanted to cleave to the bones that she came from out of the rib of God. And God said, no, not now. It's not the right time. But Mary recalled who she was. Excuse me. Eve recalled who she was when she was in the tomb. See, Mary recalled what Eve understood. So now you got Mary who wants to cleave that glory to the Father as the Son, Rabona, which means teacher. And he began, she began to go jump at him. And the next verse in John 12 and 20, in John chapter 20, verse 17, is the picture of, of Hebrews 9, 11, and 12. So I'm going to slow down, attempt to. And I'm finna lecture, I'm finna lecture, I'm finna talk to you a little bit. I'm finna say lecture. I'm not a professor. I'm finna talk to you a little bit. In, in Hebrews 9, 11, 12, 
verse chapter 9, verse 11 and 12, give us a picture of the high priest of God. So now watch this here. Look with the Hebrews chapter 9 and how we're going to tie it into the ceremony in the new tomb. But Christ came as high priest from a body or a tabernacle or a temple or a house of God that was made without hands that is not of this creation. This is in Hebrews 9. Go back and read it. Verse 11. Verse 12 says, Not with the blood of goats and the blood of calves, but with his own blood. Uh-oh. He entered into the most holy place once for all to obtain eternal redemption. So now we see that his own blood had to be... Something had to take place if it was in the blood of Jesus. Because remember, we got the water in the blood of Jesus at the tomb. And so now we see his own blood has been now transformed and transfigured into the blood of God as the spirit of Christ is manifesting God's own blood. So now we see the miraculous event that happened in John 2, 9 has taken place in the tomb, in the new tomb on the seventh day of the week. See, the ceremony of the matrimony of the wedding that he took place where he changed the water into wine was actually on the seventh day or the first day of the week too. So all this is taking place on the day that God was resting because God wants you to know the Lord God who is Christ is performing all these miraculous things as he spoke in John, huh? the book of John chapter 1 verse 2. He said all things that was made through him who? His son Christ, who was with God in the beginning. Nothing was made without him making it because everything that was made was made by him. So now we got a picture of what God did with, through his son Christ in the tomb. The blood of Jesus and the water of Jesus was changed into the water and the spirit of God through the power of God through Christ. As the miraculous event, now we see see here in Hebrews 9 verse 12, but with his own blood, he came for the obtain, the redemption, eternal redemption. If you do know, and if you don't know, I want you to know in, in Romans chapter 8 verse 23, he said that we are waiting on the redemption of our body through the blood. Uh, of Christ. My brothers and sisters, I want you to know that the water and the blood of Jesus that he changed during the ceremony as the high priest of God in the tomb before being raised from the dead, Christ has a, huh, has to protect the blood of Jesus. Why? Because Christ has miraculous, how he miraculously has changed the water and the blood of Jesus into the spirit and the blood of himself as he did when he changed the water into wine in John 2, 9. My brothers, I know you heard me say this, but I'm letting you know I got to say it again. Huh? Christ says in John 20, verse 17, Christ says to Mary Magdalene with a loud voice, Mary, do not cling to me. For I have not yet ascended to my father, but go to my, go to my disciples and preach and teach the gospel of Christ and say to them that I saw Christ, that I have, that Christ has to go to our father. 
He has to go to our God. He has to go to your God and our God and your Father and your God and to present as the high priest, as the high priest of the house of God after the order of Melchizedek. He has to go and present his own blood, the same blood that was on the that was that was that was oh come on that was at the foot of the cross, the water and the blood of Jesus that has been transformed and trans. See, the blood of Jesus could make a transaction, but the blood of Jesus could not make a transition. It needed Christ to transition from out of the transaction of being the water and the blood that he was in through Mary, but through the transition like he did in the transfiguration in Matthew 17 and in Luke chapter 9 when he transformed the figuration, the transfiguration of the body of Jesus into the body of Christ. He's doing the same thing with the blood because the water and the blood had to be used for an atonement in Leviticus 17, 11. The life of the flesh is in the blood and it has to be used for an atonement and the life of the flesh that was in the blood was an atonement for our souls. But the first part of that verse in Leviticus 17, 11 had to deal with the Walled in the blood of Jesus, but it didn't explain to you until it got to the tomb in the ceremony where the water and the blood was changed of the tomb and the tomb from that blood to his own blood to become for us to become a living soul. So my brothers and sisters, this stuff is powerful because when you read these scriptures, God is presenting himself alive and kicking. So I saw Christ and that Christ has to go back to his father, my father, your father, to present his own blood. These are the two bloods that he made one blood out of. huh? We find that new man that he made the new man from out of both bloods. This is in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13 and 16. So now let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. That is the blood of himself and the blood of Jesus that he recovered at the foot of the cross that he heard crying out and speaking with a loud voice from the tomb. In Ephesians 2, verse 13, Christ took the blood of himself and the blood of Jesus and made both bloods one blood. You got to go back and read this, my brother, to, to create in himself one new man. From out of one blood, from out of two bloods, from the two bloods, he created one new man. He could, so that he could present the new man to God as his own blood to reconcile both bloods and present both bloods to God in one body. So Ephesians chapter 2 brings us back to Hebrews chapter 9. So Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11, 12, and 13, Hebrews chapter 9, in Ephesians chapter 2, 13, 14, 15, ties into what took place in the ceremony of the tomb. Both bloods to God in one body. 
Man, this is so heavy. Christ took the blood of himself, the blood of Jesus, and made both bloods one blood to create in himself one new man from the two bloods that he could present to God as his own blood after he reconciled both bloods to God in one body. This is what Christ explains to Mary Magdalene to go preach and teach to his disciples in John 27. Come on! In John 20, 17, you got to be kidding me. A few hours later, after Christ has presented himself and his own blood to God as the high priest of God, God breathed into his body, huh? the body of Christ, into the flesh of Christ, into the bones of Christ, into the blood of Christ, like God did in Genesis 1, 26 and 27. And when he created, created and made, in his own image and his own likeness from out of his own sons, his own spirit that he created as a male and a female on the sixth day from the body of himself as a spirit and flesh and bones and bodies and blood of himself that was created and made on the sixth day without hands. So when Christ came through the doors that were shut on the seventh day or the first day of the week, this was the body of God that was made from his eternal spirit that he created and made from the heaven and the earth or from the celestial realm or the terrestrial bodies from Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-26 and 27. In retrospect, and furthermore, on the seventh day, God rested after he created and made a body of himself from his two sons, who is Christ and the Holy Spirit. God had a body, and God had flesh, and God had bones, and God had blood that was made of his spirit that was made without hands. God spoke all this into existence, and it took place, and then he rested. So when we read in John 20, verse 21 and 22, after Christ came through the six-inch doors that were shut in Luke 24, 39, 40, Christ told his disciples to look at his hands and his feet, huh, and his legs, and he said, and my side, and that is I, myself, Touch me, handle me, and for you see that a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see me have. So whatever he have, it was he had it when he was burnt by God in Genesis 1, 26 and 27 from the two sons that he breathed himself in the image of a male and the image of a female into the body of his sons. It made one man out of the three. Because now you got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's why you have to be baptized by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If you just baptize in Jesus, you will never know who the Son and the Father is. Come on. I got to get out of all that. My brothers and sisters, this stuff is heavy. 
So when we read in Genesis 20, 20, 21 and 22, after Christ came through the six inch doors that were shut in Luke 24, 39 and 40, Christ told his disciples to look at his hands and at his feet. This is I myself touch me, handle me, see that a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see me. Hold up. So now wait, if Christ had flesh and bones, huh? And he told his disciples to touch him to prove that he did. Then he ate broad catfish and honeycomb in this body. Then when you look at the account Christ teaches in John 20, 21, 22, after he came through the six inch doors that were shut, he told the disciples, huh? peace be unto you again. This is where the power of the resurrection of Christ is manifested. And it is revealed. John 20, verse 21, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. Christ has just revealed to his, 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 revealed to them. Let me slow down. Christ has just revealed to them his body has flesh. It has bones and was still able to eat food. But he said to his disciples, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. Now, in Genesis 1, 26, 27, God created and made Christ and the Holy Spirit in his own image and his own likeness from out of his own body, his own blood, his own bones, and his own flesh. This has to mean when God told Christ to tell my disciples, my sons and my daughters, as I have sent you, I also send them. Then Christ breathed the Holy Spirit, the promise of our Father upon them. Christ, in essence and in retrospect, has breathed God in his full form upon us. Christ has breathed the flesh of God upon us. Christ has breathed huh, the bones of God upon us. Christ has breathed the body of God upon us, and Christ has breathed the blood of God upon us, and the created, and that God created and made on the sixth day, the body that was made without hand. Christ has breathed, glory, the image of God upon us. Christ has breathed the likeness of God from out of his flesh, bones, body, blood, that he was as God that was made from out of his spirit. Come on. We are gods, and we don't have a clue that we are the children of the most high God. So when Christ says in John 20, 21, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. Come on. He is telling us that we are gods. Hi. I'm going to stop right there, my brothers and sisters, because I want you to listen to the finalization of this message. Yeah, glory. We are gods. And we are children of the most high God. Hey, would Christ breathe on us? Receive ye the Spirit of God. We are gods. This is Pastor D. Washington coming to you live from out of Atlanta, Georgia. I want to thank you once again for tuning in and
listening to the conclusion of the matter because we're going to close this out in the next episode. I'm almost there, and I thank God for blessing us once again. And may God continue to bless you and your family forever. And may God continue to bless the ministry of the Spiritual Cuts Ministry and the ministry that you affiliate yourself with. I pray that God take you to another dimensions and other places in Him, bring you into the deep and take you from out of the shadow. Don't be afraid, my brothers, because you got the Spirit of Him and the Spirit of God hovering over the waters. So if you're in the deep, you're in the spirit. <laughs> but if you're in the shadow, you're just still hanging around, still playing around in the earthly realm with Jesus. So I want you to know even Jesus had to get in the deep <laughs> because Jesus couldn't walk on the water if Christ didn't bring him into the deep. Because <laughs> Jesus had to be taken from out of the shadow to go into the deep. <laughs> See, y'all thought that it was for that miraculous event was for the disciples, but it was for Jesus. <laughs> My brothers and sisters, I just want to thank you once again. Continue to tune in and we're going to continue with the finalization of the episode as the father has sent me i send you huh my brothers and sisters this is so powerful we are gods and we are children of the sons of the most high god i'm going to prove that in the next episode through scriptures so stay tuned and come back i want you to know that you can reach the you can reach the spiritual cuts ministry or the promise of our father podcast at 678-764-1614 if you got something you want to discuss, talk about, text us, give us a call. We got a hotline open just for you. So my brothers and sisters, you can also reach us at P-A-S-T-O-R-D-W at yahoo.com. That's P-A-S-T-O-R-D-W at yahoo.com. We want to hear back from you and continue to share these messages with one another. This is Pastor D. Once again, we have a book online that ties into all these messages. My brothers, we got it on Amazon, Bones and Noble, Books of Millions, wherever you want to go find it, that you can find the promise of our Father who has believed in our report. My brothers and sisters, get the book. And I, I tell you, my brothers, it ties into and bring you even farther into where we are at. We want to thank you for sharing the message with one another. Huh? Continue to do so because the gospel of the kingdom of God is spreading throughout the earth through this Promise of Our Father podcast. Tell people about us. Let us know how you feel, whether you like us or not. May God continue to bless you and your family forever. Amen. Amen. <laughs>